Jonathan Colton. Oh, hello, Afira. Hello. How you doing this week? I'm doing okay. So it's yeah. the same as last week. Nothing has changed. It's all. You the look same. good. You look showered. Uh, no, no, I don't. It's kind of you to say that, but I know it's not true. It's oh. it's absolutely not true. I haven't showered in uh, about 15 days. <laughs> well, it must be that enhanced look function on Zoom. Yeah, that's what it is. It's just I'm airbrushed. <laughs> I don't know if you have other Zoom calls to get to, but I was wondering, would you like to do a show? I'm pretty busy doing a lot of other things, but okay. Yeah, no, okay. let's do a show. <laughs> let's I would do love a show. To. Hang on, let me... Uh... I gotta put my on-air sign on my door. Haha. <laughs> Stand by. That's hilarious. That's hilarious. You've created an on-air sign. I had to. Aw. I like that you didn't choose, you know, busy or don't enter. On air. Just on air. Very, very professional. It's radio man. It's very professional. Okay. From NPR and WNYC, coming to you from inside our respective homes in beautiful Brooklyn, New York, it's NPR's hour of puzzles, word games, and eating old beans, Ask Me Another, Play From Home edition. I'm Jonathan Colton, now here's your host, Ophira Eisenberg. Beans. Oh, so many beans. Remember when we thought we were all just going to eat beans? That was going to be how we got through this? (laughs) Do you know what's not uh, really appreciated right now? A five-bean salad. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. Why use all five beans? Like, just just cook one bean and eat that. <laughs> it's too many beans. Out of the pot, over the sink. That's what I do. So you've been inside, obviously, with your family for yet another week. How's it going? Uh, it, it's fine. It's the, <laughs> uh, it's funny to watch the watch this evolve from from us all being in the house together, and participating as a as a family together. It's sort of like this focused family time and like playing games and like. And then as time progresses, we're like, no, we still need alone time. And we sort of have all silently figured out how to navigate that. Yeah. You know what? Last week, Jonathan and I were arguing a bit and we were stressed and things felt more tense. This week, we're much better. We're hitting a stride. But I have uh, I still, you know, get frustrated and need somewhere to go and I can't go anywhere. So I'm I'm practicing inner screaming where you just (laughs) close your eyes and you scream inside. Is this, is this your own uh, this your own uh, plan for mental health, or did you pick this pick this up somewhere? Because it doesn't sound no. like it would be that helpful. I, I haven't read about it anywhere. You think it's unhelpful? You would be surprised. Uh, <laughs> just a silent inner scream. Yeah, just close your eyes for a second and scream inside. Yeah, and just let loose all that anxiety and anger into your own body. <laughs> exactly. That's good. Yeah, and, and then, then your body co- will absorb it. The body absorbs it. You open your mouth, and just a a, a short breath, relaxed breath, comes out, and that's right. how it's been uh, changed. On yeah, a molecular and it sounds level. When, when that short breath comes out, it sounds like this. Fine. <laughs> okay. No, it's good. <laughs> that's my go-to. My wife has recently pointed out that uh, to me that that is how I say uh, no. She says, "Do you want to do this thing?" And I say, "We could do that." Oh, that's some passive stuff. Yeah, no, I'm a crazy person. (laughs) I'm awful to live with. You know what? Why don't we spend time with other couples? Why don't we call up our friends in relationships and see how they're doing? Do you know what? I'm pretty sick of my own relationship. Let's (laughs) let's drop in on some other relationships. Yeah, and then we'll give them a game to play, and that will give them something else to think about. To fight about. Think about. To fight about. Oh, Thank to you. think about. Yes. <laughs> to no, think about. Right. And guess what? We have a guest. We were supposed to have her at the Bell House in Brooklyn, but she is here with us today. The Emmy Award winning star of Will and Grace, Deborah Messing, is going to join us. Fantastic. All right. Let's call up some friends, play some games, and have a good time. Thankfully, this couple is available, and they're not only a couple, they host a podcast called Couples Therapy, where they talk about relationships with comedians themselves. It's both life-affirming and funny, which is a nice combination, not like my therapy. Uh, we have <laughs> Andy Beckerman and Naomi Ekparagan. Hey! Hi! Hi! Hi. So, uh, you're obviously in your house. 
Yes, yes. Self-quarantine, day 18. Day 18. You're in Los Angeles. Yes, Yes, we are. Which is already a city of (laughs) (laughs) self-quarantine. It works out really well. I was telling these guys that I had a a stranger talk to me from six feet away, and it was just something nice. They were like, oh, look over by that tree. There's an eagle's nest. And I was like, oh, this is so heartwarming, a a conversation with a stranger. You know, this is like, I'm missing this. And then he was like, isn't it amazing how... Mother Nature continually rejuvenates the earth and provides. And I was like, eh, not this guy. (laughs) (laughs) We just don't get along normally, so it's not going to start now. Did he have like a stack of Nietzsche books with him? (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, that he was tossing out. (laughs) Six feet in every (laughs) day. To anyone who would take them. (laughs) Isn't it so funny the little conversations you're having now, being bored? Because I'm really, ooh, I'll tell Andy any thought in my head. <laughs> oh yeah, so you're a right, couple, couple in captivity. How's it going? It could be worse. Like it's actually not bad. We've had uh, in in 18 days two arguments. I think that's about it. Yeah, we had two arguments. It was like real uncomfortable though because we got in an argument and then I just like went in the bedroom. You know what I mean? Like I just like sat there and was like, "Well, I guess this yeah. is where I go to cool out." Where I think normally I would have left the house (laughs) or I would have like gone and like met a friend. You know what I mean? Like I was like, I'm going to get a drink and then cool out. And then this time it was like, I'll just sit in the bedroom till you forgive me. I guess. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I'm going to the other side of the couch for a while. (laughs) Exactly. Right. I like actually hanging out with people via Zoom now because you can like, I'm at home. We're talking. But. I could just get up and go get something from my fridge. I love that. We should all be at home, but hanging out with people, but they're not in our house. Yeah. Don't have to clean up after they leave. Don't have to get there. Yeah, everything's acceptable. That's right. The only problem I have is you can't leave. (laughs) It's really weird to leave. You know what you can do, though? You can always just fake an internet outage. It's very easy. You just ah. leave. Yeah. Just leave the meeting, and then you you text somebody, and you're like, "Oh, sorry, my internet went out." <laughs> do you guys want to play a game? Do you want to just Ooh. do a little escapist quiz? I yeah. would love to. Uh, we need competition. We need a healthy competition right now. Okay, so your podcast is called Couples Therapy. We have <laughs> a audio quiz for you called Teletherapy. Uh huh. So basically, we're gonna play a clip of a TV therapist, and you're just gonna identify the show. Uh-oh. Okay. All right. Ready. Ooh, All right. Ooh. Okay, let's start with an easy one. This is for you, Andy. Hello, Claire. I'm listening. Oh, Frasier. Frasier, that's right. <laughs> Fraser Crane. Were you a fan of that show? Did you ever watch that show? And it's uh... I watched it for many years. Yeah. And then Niles and Daphne got together. Yeah. And I was like, <laughs> it's ruined. <laughs> um Okay, I will say, actually, one of our fights, you guys, was I told Andy he's a Niles, and then he said, <laughs> I not, was- Not wrong. He said, I was Eddie the dog. Oh, oh yeah, that's, that's that's pretty harsh. Yeah. I mean, in fairness, it was a cute dog. It was a cute, cute dog who did a lot of tricks. No, okay? Because if I am anyone, I am Marty Crane. Okay, I'm sitting in my chair and I am saying, don't bother me. And so, Ed, he was a he's a police detective. And that's what you want to be. That's true. Oh, I love that. That's right. I wanted to be the uh, the woman that he did the radio show with. Roz, 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 Roz. Oh, my God. You're such a Roz. Thanks. Thank you. (laughs) I feel like we're a BuzzFeed quiz now. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Now is your chance, Naomi. Here we go. This is for you. The comic who plays the therapist in this clip won a Best Guest Actress Emmy for the role. I committed adultery. I betrayed a friend. I'm an awful person. Allie, every patient that comes into this office thinks that he or she is the world's biggest loser. For the first time, I agree. What? There's a hint in the clue. The name. I know. Allie. Oh. Oh, God, I don't know. Do you want a hint? Yeah. Dancing baby. Oh, oh, fudge. Okay, Allie McBeal. Allie McBeal is correct. But what I remember loving, do you know Allie McBeal took a black lover? 
You know she was with Jesse L. Martin, who played Collins in the original cast of Rent, who went on to become such a star. Yeah. And I just remember thinking, look at that little bony Callista with a black lover. I was like very into it. <laughs> All right, Andy. This Comedy Central show was animated in Squiggle Vision. What is it that prompted you to come to therapy? I had a lot of things on my mind. I'm going through a divorce. It must be very painful. Actually, it's very liberating. That was my next guess. Yeah. <laughs> of course, Dr. Katz. And can I get extra points if I can identify that that, that was Wanda Sykes? <laughs> yeah. Oh, yes. Extra points. I mean, there, oh. are, there are no points at all anymore. In our <laughs> what's the what's the point? <laughs> but yes, correct and correct. All right, Naomi, this is the last clip, and it's for you. This okay. is from a long-running HBO show. What line of work are you in? Waste management consultant. Oh, 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 oh! Sopranos. Yeah. Sopranos. That's correct. yeah. I want to tell you the truth. Never seen it. Whoa! You're kidding me. Yeah. Yeah, okay. Jonathan. Neither one of you or a Andy, have you seen it? I've seen it, yes. But well, I saw it back in the day when uh, the only shows on TV were white male antiheroes. Yeah, right, of course. <laughs> 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 All right, well, guess what? You guys are tied. Well, you know, we, we, wow. are, we are keeping light track of everything and you're tied. I know, it's a, it's a perfect match. Or perfect match or a perfect fight. I don't know which way you want to go. Uh, but we have another game. We, we boost each other game. up, so it's the perfect match. Thank you so much. Coming up after the break, we'll play another game with Naomi Ekperrigan and Andy Beckerman, and we'll call up another pair of couple testants, Janie Haddad Tompkins and Paul F. Tompkins. And later in the show, we'll talk with star of stage and screen, Deborah Messick. Because let's be honest, we could... I'll use a little bit of will and grace right now. Oh, I could. I'm Ophira Eisberg, and this is Ask Me Another from NPR. This message comes from NPR sponsor Harper Collins, publisher of The Faceless Old Woman Who Secretly Lives in Your Home, a new novel from Joseph Fink and Jeffrey Craner, creators of the Night Vale podcast and authors of Welcome to Night Vale and It Devours. In Night Vale, there is a faceless old woman who secretly lives in everyone's home, but no one knows how she got there or where she came from until now. Welcome back to Night Vale, the faceless old woman available wherever books are sold. This message comes from NPR sponsor, Discover. Did you know that Discover matches all the cash back you earn on your credit card at the end of your first year automatically, with no limit on how much you can earn or how much they'll match? Plus, Discover's accepted at over 95% of places in the U.S. that take credit cards. So when you use your Discover card, get used to hearing yes more often. Learn more at discover.com slash yes. 2019 Nielsen Report. Limitations apply. When the economy goes haywire and you need a podcast to turn to, Planet Money is here for you. Are we already in a recession? There's no question that we are about to enter a period of substantial slowdown in the economy. Listen to NPR's Planet Money, emergency podcasts whenever the news demands it. Ask Me Another, play from Home Edition, NPR's hour of puzzles, word games, and rubbing against a bare wall and pretending it's a person. I'm Jonathan Colton. Now here's your host, Ophira Eisenberg. Thanks, Jonathan. Yep, this week we're not only viewing our homes as bunkers, but we're using the internet to play games with couples we know who are also stuck at home. So we're online right now with the hosts of the podcast Couples Therapy, Andy Beckerman and Naomi Ekperrigan. Okay, so you were saying earlier that... You know, a little healthy competition would be a good thing for your relationship right now. Yeah, yeah. Before going into this, knowing that you were playing a couple games, did you guys set up anything like, if you win, you have to clean up around here on day 36? <laughs> <laughs> um, Andy really could have used that to his advantage. I mean, as of now, you know, he's the one who keeps this place looking decent. He keeps the trains running on time. <laughs> so wait, hold on. Now I'm Mussolini? 
It was meant to be a compliment. <laughs> I feel like this is this is a strange Rorschach test for our relationship. <laughs> Don't embarrass us in front of company. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so we have another game for you. It's called Patently Obvious. We're going to read you an excerpt from an actual U.S. patent for a common object or piece of technology, and you're going to tell us what device or piece of technology we're talking about. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. All right. Let me, let me give the first one a shot. Okay. Naomi, this 1866 yeah. patent for an improvement in velocipedes describes a machine that consists in the arrangement of two wheels, one directly in front of the other, combined with a mechanism for driving the wheels. You mean a bicycle? Bicycle! Oh, I'm so excited. I got that. So this patent was 1866. The first bicycle basically was seen in 1700s Paris and was known as the wooden horse. That's like The wooden horse. I gotta go hop on my wooden horse. (laughs) I'm doing a triathlon on my wooden horse. Yeah. Yeah. All right, Andy, here's yours. This 1998 patent describes a document ranking method that is scalable and can be applied to extremely large databases such as the World Wide Web. A search engine, like specifically Google, I guess? Google, yeah, that's right. That's referring to the page rank algorithm, of course. Can you guys believe that Google won out to Ask Jeeves? (laughs) I mean, Ask Jeeves was much friendlier. It was a much friendlier vibe. I can tell Jonathan's got butlers because he's got so many guitars on his wall. Yeah. Yeah, I have a couple of butlers. I have a guitar butler. I have a wall butler. (laughs) Well, I thought each guitar comes with a butler, right? There's like a different... Yeah. yeah. Sir, I've cleaned your jazz master. (laughs) I've been talking with him over Zoom, and I've seen one of them come in and just dust them. It's really weird. (laughs) Tune it to drop D and get out. (laughs) Tune it to drop D. Oh, Lord. All right, Naomi, this patent from 1983 is for a spatial logical toy built up of a total of 18 toy elements forming a solid. Six or nine of those elements can be simultaneously rotated. I don't know, but I'm just going to say Legos. (laughs) Okay, how about rotated? Did that help you? Rotated? Oh, Mm -hmm. oh, oh, a Rubik's Cube. Yes. Yes, indeed. Indeed. Woo! Uh, indeed. Supposedly, no matter how messed up a Rubik's Cube is, you can solve it in 20 moves or less. No. Which I know, Jonathan Colton I can is, solve it is in very two. good. Really? Yeah, oh, you take off all the stickers. Yeah! That's a- <laughs> and then put them back on in the right way. <laughs> so have you, dumb. I guess that have- counts as two moves. <laughs> that's the Kobayashi Maru of Rubik's Cubes. <laughs> what? Wow. What is wrong with wow. Rubik's Cubes? Wait, was that a Star Trek reference? That was. A if show I barely seen. Why do I know that reference? If anybody <laughs> listening wants to airlift me out of here to their home, <laughs> I will be at the window. <laughs> I will be at the north-facing window. <laughs> All right, Andy, filed in 1903. This patent is for a simple mechanism for removing snow, rain, and sleet from the glass in front of the motorman. The motorman. Motor <laughs> yeah. The glass in front of the motorman. <laughs> A D-list Marvel superhero. Um, (laughs) Windshield wipers? Yeah, that's right. Windshield wipers. 1903, yet no one has figured out how to make the speed right for light rain. You know, it's either like whiplashing (laughs) or that just screeching (laughs) sound. Well, guess what? What? It's a tie. Yay! We're perfectly suited for each other, Naomi. You're we perfectly get suited. <laughs> Our entire relationship hinged on this. <laughs> uh, what a pleasure! Thanks for joining thank us. This you. Yeah, thank you so much. Thank Your you hilarious selves, an honor. brightening our afternoon. So, so have good. a have a great rest of your uh, month <laughs> 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 slash year. Who knows? <laughs> slash year slash see you in 2021. All right, Jonathan, are you ready for our next set of couple testants? I was born ready, Afira. From the podcast, Stay F. Homekins. What a title. Beautiful. We have actor Janie Haddad Tompkins and comedian Paul F. Tompkins. 
Thanks for having us. Hello. Thank you for having us, which I agree with my wife who said it first. (laughs) (laughs) First of all, as a couple, how is quarantine, self-distancing, being together all the time going? I notice on your Zoom that you are coming from two different locations, unusual. Other couples have been beside each other, so you guys have figured something out. What was figured out was uh, there was an audio problem when we Ah. were next to each other. (laughs) I feel like every time I'm sitting beside my husband, there's an audio problem. (laughs) (laughs) I don't know about you as a married couple, but a lot of marriage is just yelling, can you repeat that from another room? (laughs) (laughs) Or just, I can't hear you, the faucet's on. (laughs) I can't hear you, the blah, blah. A lot of that going on. (laughs) A lot. Well, we were joking around earlier that because everyone is at home, so of course the need for dressing up or any of that normal stuff has kind of gone out the window. It's very easy to impress someone, right? Like just, you know, I showered and my husband was like, you look so pretty. (laughs) 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 I was like, oh, thanks. Just been a few days. (laughs) I am curious how many makeup wearers are going to return to makeup wearing. Because I'm cool with mm. just this. This is what men, like, they don't put it on and go out the house. It's amazing. I uh, always I, wear a light pancake no matter what. <laughs> I expect nothing just less. smooth it out. I don't know who I'm going to run into. <laughs> <laughs> so to start things off, we would like to do a little something with you called Fact Bag. Fact what did you call bag. me? <laughs> it's an insult I've hurled... <laughs> <laughs> I don't know how many times. Jenna's called me that. Bag. Oh, she's called me that so many times. You fact bag. <laughs> You're fact nothing bag. more than a big round fact bag. <laughs> so usually when we do this at the Bell House on the stage, there is actually a bag that our producers have made, and it's got glitter letters on it. It's very fancy, and within it are facts. So this time it's in a Google Doc. It's a fact so n- doc. There's a fact doc. <laughs> uh, yes, yeah, so we don't know the answers to the questions, so we'll just discuss them and see what we think. I just have to mention for one second that I ate ants before we started this by accident. <laughs> there was a bag of kettle corn that I bought, and oh, no. at the break, I decided to give a, put a handful of it in my mouth, and then I looked where it was sitting, and it was covered in ants, and then I looked at the bag, and the bag was full of ants. <laughs> Oh, so I can't believe you didn't start with this story, Ophir. This is an important piece of information that you just ate ants before we started recording. As soon as we mentioned fact bag, I then reflected to a recent bag that I had an account with. Ophir, if you had to put a ballpark figure on it, how many ants would you say you ate? You know, they're the teeny tiny ants. So oh, I'm sure. gonna say, <laughs> I'm gonna say like a a, a few families, <laughs> a, couple, a couple neighborhood's dozen. worth of ants. <laughs> yep. It's good to have your anxiety shifted. Yeah. You know that's, that's, that's. I feel like mine has been by, from that story. Yeah. Oh. All right. Here's your fact. <laughs> Here's your fact. Right, Sponsored let's, let's by Kettle out. Ants. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, in 1965, astronaut John Young smuggled something into space. What was it? I feel like it's probably some old-fashioned candy that he really liked. <laughs> like it's a, a Zagnut or like a Necco wafer. Right, it's oh. definitely like food. It's definitely like food. Oh, Necco wafers, those are the terrible ones. Those are the but ones nobody likes. They didn't know what likes. candy was like in those days. They didn't have good candy. <laughs> Or you know, gum that gum that tastes like cloves or something like that. Oh, tea, tea berry, some tea berry. <laughs> yeah, tea berry. Oh, bleh. I feel like I might accidentally know this. Really? Yes. It's not an accident. That just means you know it. <laughs> I've, I've been looking at knowledge all wrong. Uh, uh, did he smuggle souvenirs? Souvenirs. It's possible. Souvenirs. There was a guy who smuggled little capsules. Yeah. Um, that he was going to sell later to say they'd been in space. Oh, like he brought that stuff up to bring back and then profit yes. from. I was maybe going to say in 1965, he smuggled LSD. Ooh. 
You know what? If you need LSD in space, you uh, are, have a problem. If there's one there place a... you don't want to have a bad trip, it's in yeah. space. I'm just going to go out here for a second. Oh, can you imagine? That would be terrible. <laughs> All right. I, let's find out. I think it's going to come to me via the magic of chat. Okay. Oh. Oh. It's a corned beef sandwich. What? <laughs> what? Oh my goodness. A so, corned beef sandwich. That sounds messy. Like, so that's he so beyond taking your own food into the movies. Uh, so he didn't plan on smuggling the sandwich into space. A fellow astronaut slipped a two-day-old sandwich to him on the day of the launch, and when he took it out, the sandwich immediately started breaking apart. So, uh, so I want to know why the guy handed him a two-day-old sandwich. That seems kind of crazy as well. It sounds like one of those kind of like, ha-ha-ha, astronaut pranks. Yeah, it was a prank. As a Classic. prank, I love it. I love it. You're about to go into space. Quick, take the sandwich! <laughs> but and you oh, have to take it. It's not fresh, though. It's like not fresh. I guess I'm glad to hear that it's a prank rather than the astronaut thinking, "Well, they're probably not going to have them there, so I have to bring one." <laughs> what if I get What if I get hungry? All right, I think we're going to try another one. McDonald's chicken nuggets come in four shapes. What are well, they called? They are. And there they are. So they have official names, I guess. One looks like a boot. One looks like a a bell. This one kind of looks. I don't, can't tell if that's supposed to be a diamond or oval, and then circle. Huh. But I guess hmm. I guess they have names. I'm gonna oh. say Florida, Pac-Man, Sauron, the Big Biscuit. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Sauron, the Chicken McNugget. <laughs> the Big Biscuit looks like a tater tot. So I mean, it, evenly browned. I would eat these <laughs> so hard be... right now. <laughs> no, they, look, they, look good. they do look comforting. They look so good. Yeah, man, a little little barbecue sauce. Ugh. I'll take it. I mean, it could be these are meant to loosely resemble the standard parts of an actual chicken, right? Oh. Could be you got you got a drumstick and a wing, breast and thigh. Oh, I thought the circle oh. would be the head. <laughs> Right, head, <laughs> head, neck, <laughs> stomach, and feet. Well, one of them looks like a diamond. Oh, uh-huh. that could be right. Like, oh, my wife good has expensive one. tastes. <laughs> she uses diamonds everywhere. <laughs> All right, let's find out. Let's find out. Okay, here we go. Oh, all right. It's boot, bell, bow tie, and ball. Ball. Num <laughs> num num. Why is that so? Why wouldn't it be circle? It's not a sphere. It's not a sphere. They are specifically engineered. The multiple shapes are meant to appeal to kids and optimize dunking. Yeah, well, that I see. Yeah. Mm. (laughs) Nothing is more dunkable than a ball. (laughs) (laughs) Well done. Well done. That was Fact Bag. All right, guess what, Janie, Paul? We're yes. going to play one of our favorite games called This, That, or the Other. We're going to give you the name of a thing. You're going to tell us which of three categories it belongs to. Jonathan Colton, what are our categories? Today's categories are lion, witch, or wardrobe. <laughs> so basically, I... each thing is either a species of big cat, a fictional witch, or an Ikea wardrobe. Got it. Janie, this one's for you. Okay. Alphaba. Well, I have to say, just my gut tells me Ikea wardrobe. I'm sorry, that is incorrect. Oh, God. It's the Wicked Witch of the West in Wicked. But she shops at Ikea. (laughs) (laughs) All right, Paul, here's yours. Jubatus, Big Cat Witch or Wardrobe? (laughs) I think that's a big cat. Yeah, you are right. It is a big cat. Oh, you guessed that, but it is a big cat. It's a cat who celebrates Passover. I knew it wasn't an Ikea item uh, because it didn't sound Scandinavian enough. Uh-huh, um, uh-huh. And I, f- I felt it was too soon for another witch, so I took a gamble. Yeah, that's a, you, you played the metagame and you won. <laughs> it's a scientific name for the cheetah, which is oh. very fast, but also doesn't need to drink water except for every three to four days. Because here's the thing, they get their hydration from the blood of their prey. Oh. That's like me with wine. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> Janie. Yes. Tissadol. I don't know. I'm going to go with cat. 
probably. But what I also know <laughs> is that it is the name of an IKEA wardrobe. It is. Its doors are fully mirrored, and each of its yeah. shelves holds about fifteen pairs of folded pants. Whoa! You'd need one right now because you're not putting on pants, so you need them all folded somewhere. That's yeah, a good idea. And you need the mirror to remind yourself that <laughs> things are going south fast. <laughs> Paul, this one's for you. All right, Songasand. I mean, IKEA is calling to me, but I'm gonna say which. I'm sorry, it is an IKEA wardrobe. <laughs> I, I know. Like- you- <laughs> Janie knew it. Well, you did the an accent and everything. I did. It was at the. It was the other A. He knew at it. The end. I thought it might have been the accent of the land where the witch came from. <laughs> Janie. Yes. Manuel. It's got to be a cat. Sure is a cat. It's the Palaz cat, a small wild cat with a comically puffy coat of hair. Its full scientific name translates to ugly eared wild cat. Shit. Cat can't catch a break. Scientists can be very cruel. Yeah, Yeah. but he has a cute puff of hair, and they didn't even include that in the name. (laughs) (laughs) All right, Paul, here's yours. All right. Broomhilda. Oh, come on. This is a witch all the way. Who didn't love this cartoon strip if they had it in their local newspaper? Broomhilda. She was a a comical witch who uh, was just trying to live her life. Yeah, she was looking for love, right? In all the wrong cauldrons. She was like Kathy, but a witch. It was not like a sort of workplace strip like The Wizard of Id. <laughs> the first work, first workplace comedy. That's right, The Wizard <laughs> of Id. <laughs> okay, great job, Paul. You won the first game. Congratulations. <laughs> that sounds hollow. <laughs> I, I do feel Broomhilda was a bit of a softball, but I'm not going to... Uh... <laughs> After the break, we're going to play another game with Paul F. Tompkins and Janie Haddad Tompkins. Plus, we'll call up Will and Grace's Deborah Messing and find out how her social distancing is going. I'm Ophira Eisenberg, and this is Ask Me Another from NPR. Support for this podcast and the following message come from Kay Buxbaum in support of the David Gilkey and Zabiula Tamana Memorial Fund, established to strengthen NPR's commitment to training and protecting journalists in high-risk environments. This message comes from NPR sponsor BetterHelp, the online counseling service dedicated to connecting you with a licensed counselor to help you overcome whatever stands in the way of your happiness. Fill out a questionnaire and get matched with a professional tailored to your needs. And if you aren't satisfied with your counselor, you can request a new one at any time free of charge. Visit BetterHelp.com ask to get 10% off your first month. Get the help you deserve with BetterHelp. Right now, every household in the country is being asked to fill out the U.S. Census. It's the form that helps us determine how voting districts are redrawn, where to build public schools and hospitals, how to spend federal money. So why are some people afraid to fill it out? We're getting into all that this week on NPR's Code Switch podcast. This is Ask Me Another, Play From Home edition. I'm Jonathan Colton. Now here's your host, Ophira Eisenberg. Thanks, Jonathan. So this week we're playing some games with couples stuck at home with each other. We have comedian Paula Tompkins and actor Janie Haddad Tompkins with us. Sorry, I just got a note saying that my internet connection is unstable. Has it been unstable? I, I got, oh, I've gotten that I've too. I've gotten yeah. that a couple times in this conversation, but I've just been trying to... We're just powering through Zoom it. Zoom is just being dramatic. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, right now, what isn't unstable? Yeah. Um, so, yeah, we have a music parody game for you called Love is a Four-Letter Word. We took well-known songs with the word love in the title and rewrote them to be about other four-letter words that start with the letter L. So I'm going to sing a little while, and when I stop singing, you're going to jump in and sing the song's title, but replace the word love with the other four-letter word that I'm hinting at in the clues. Mm. (laughs) (laughs) All right, Paul, this one's for you. This is Robert Palmer. Whoa, you can pretend the Star Wars poster was a fluke. Oh, yeah. I've seen your action figures. You're a Skywalker kook. You know you're gonna have to face it. You're addicted to Luke. 
Oh, yeah. Yeah. You got it. I was always more of a Han girl. Who was really a Luke? A, well, a Luke fan. <laughs> he was... Well, it's just the burden of the entire story rests yeah. on his shoulders, but okay. <laughs> yeah. well, you know. Chewbacca's right, kind Janie? of a hunk. Yeah. Who, oh, sorry. What? <laughs> Chewy. Ah, you're yeah. a Wookiee wow. girl. Of, Wookie we're girl. discovering a lot of things. A lot of things are coming up in this quarantine. Yeah. <laughs> All right, Janie, this one's for you. Okay. A crochet hook will help me sew this thing. It's a doily made with silky white string. My mama said, You can't hurry, Loom. Oh, wow. Ooh. That is a fine guess. I don't, that's not exactly what we're looking for. We were looking for lace. But, but we'll take I'm totally it. Gonna right? Accept loom. Yeah, yeah. We got to take Loom. Have you ever loomed, Janie? I'm planning to take it up during quarantine. That's probably why it was top of mind. <laughs> We've had this spinning wheel in our home forever, and Janie always wants to try it. And I say, I, what if you go to sleep for years and years and years? <laughs> <laughs> your, your car is in front of mine in the driveway. <laughs> All right, Paul, this is, this is a song sung by Diana Ross and Lionel Richie. My ear, my ear, my right ear, big earrings have stretched it long. Oh, yes, it will always be. My endless lobe. Yeah, you got it. Those like are the that. worst. Those That's are the worst. One. I'm sorry. I'm all into self-expression. But when the gauges come out of the lobes and they just hang there. Very dangerous. Very I mean, like, sometimes I wear a cardigan and it gets stuck on handles and doorknobs. Yeah. <laughs> Can you imagine? Oh, I just it's the same thing, except it's your earlobe. Yes. Oh, my God. That yeah. is so horrible. Hilarious. All right. This is the last one. Janie, this is for you. Okay. This is a foreigner song. Okay. In my pan, don't need more than a pat. Is it Crisco? No, but it's a white solid fat. I can't explain, cause I just don't know how they render fatty pork. I wanna know what lard is. Yeah, yeah. that's right. Exactly. I want right. you to show me. <laughs> That's what I would say. I want to feel what Lord is. Oh, somebody got less shy about Hit singing. I just, I, decided to, I just decided to commit because <laughs> that's all you can really do. Yep. Exactly right. And it's a tie. I just want to let you know that it's a tie. Honey, we belong together. <laughs> Thank you so much for agreeing to take some time out of your busy schedule. <laughs> come join us and play some games take your mind off stuff i don't know you probably have plenty of things to do but it's nice it's nice janie said this the other day as we were uh, uh snacking in front of the television janie said well these pounds aren't going to gain themselves <laughs> that's right that that Seemed private at the time, but who cares? <laughs> Thank you, Paul. Thank you, Janie, for joining us. Such a delight. Thank you. Kira, Jonathan, thank you. It's great to talk to you guys. It's been fun, and uh, thanks for joining our quarantine. Yeah, pleasure. <laughs> pleasure. Anytime. We have an amazing special guest. She was, of course, supposed to join us at the Bell House in Brooklyn for a live show, and then everything changed. But luckily, she was into it joining us now from her home or a secret location. I don't know. It's possible. You know her as Grace Adler from Will & Grace. Deborah Messing, hello. Hello. <laughs> I said secret location or your house. <laughs> um, both. It both would be true. <laughs> Uh, and so you have been in shelter in place or whatever we're calling it for a couple yes. weeks. Yeah. Yeah. It's been... Um... It's been intense, and uh, you know, I, I no no one has been prepared for this. No, and I think the hardest thing is just not knowing 
when it's going to end and not being yeah. able to reassure your children, you know, about when it will end. And so, it, it, I mean, if there has ever been like a, a test for being Zen, yeah. <laughs> I think I think this is probably it. Yeah. So what are you doing to stay sane? Baking. Yeah. Which if you knew me, that would it that would basically tell you that hell has frozen over <laughs> yep i downloaded a lifetime uh, membership to babble uh to learn spanish oh. fluently yeah um excellent oh yes. you are you're going to expand oh. yourself oh i i your I'm, brain? Just da- I'm just downloading things i haven't done any of it yet <laughs> Um, so I'm going to talk, I would love to talk to you about your life. Sure. So I love learning about people's first jobs and oh. I read that you were a coat jack person at, for Sotheby's, the art auction house. Yes. Uh, and were fired. I was the very first <laughs> day that I worked, I was fired. Um, <laughs> the first day, the first day. <laughs> wow. Um, Yes. I signed up for a catering company and they sent me to Sotheby's and they said, okay, you know, you're very, you know, amicable and, and charming. And so really all you have to do is take their fur coats and their briefcases and um, hold on to them and then give them back. And I, I was like, this is perfect. So I was having a lovely night. And then <laughs> at the end of the night, I realized I didn't really understand the number system. Oh no! So, so I said, well, uh, "Which one's yours? Just point, oh. just, <laughs> just, just point to the mink coat that's yours." And and I just started handing out <laughs> mink coats and briefcases. So um, yeah, so they fired me. <laughs> I would just like to mention that uh, you know you are lying on a white pillow that looks like a bed as we are talking. I'm absolutely on a bed. You're you're doing it right, Deborah. That's exactly. We should all be in our beds. It's my favorite place. It's my favorite place in the world. So, of course, we know you from Will and Grace as the great Grace Adler. The series ran from 1998 to 2006. 11 years pass. Yes. And there is this idea that that you're going to do a reboot. There was no discussion of a reboot when we first, when, when the, the email first went out to us. Okay. What was it? It was a one time thing for the election to help Hillary Clinton. We got an email from Max Muchnick. And so he sent out this email and he said, I know you guys are, you know, all over the world, you have your lives, but would you consider coming back to do one video, seven minutes long that we would put on YouTube and it would basically be hmm. Grace and Will Democrats. And of course, Karen is a Republican. And then um, Jack would be a disaffected, you know, a voter who doesn't think his vote counts. Right. And then we shot it. Yeah. And then we all cried and said this was such a gift. It's amazing. You know, this is it. We had an, we had one more day of Will and Grace. And within a week... YouTube had seven and a half million views. Wow. <laughs> so you're like, huh. No, I, I didn't. No. The, you're like, I got to get back to the bed pr- immediately. The, like, so yeah, the yeah, president exactly. of the network went, huh. Right. Uh, so one of the final episodes of Will and Grace will be a special I Love Lucy themed episode. And Lucille Ball is one of your heroes. I mean, it makes perfect uh, the, sense. The hero. The, 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 the hero for me. Yes. Uh, so now I imagine in the I Love Lucy uh, themed episode uh, that you portray Lucy. I portray Lucy in two of the scenes. I play Fred in one scene. <laughs> wow. And I play Ethel in another scene. <laughs> You did not expect that. I love that. So for for the scene when you are portraying um, Lucy, did you watch it again, like her, oh, and yes. study it? I, I mean, we we replicated every second of the scenes that were chosen. They were iconic scenes. So I did the Vitamin Vegemin. 
scene. The best. Oh, nice. And then I and then Sean and I did the uh, chocolate factory one where he was Lucy, I was Ethel. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> All right, Deborah Messing. Based on that, we have a we have a very fun quiz for you. It's okay. a multiple choice quiz about okay. Lucille Ball. Oh, goodness. Okay. All right. Here's your first one. Lucille Ball's unofficial nickname was Queen of the Bees. Why? Was it A, because she starred in the 1940s in a string of second-tier films known as B-movies? B, her side hustle was as the CEO of a free-range honey company called I Love Loose Bees? <laughs> or C, because her bust was not so big but not so small. It is It is A. It is A. That's right. That's right. Some of the titles are amazing, like Dewberry Was a Lady and A Girl, A Guy, and A Gob. They sounded so. Wow. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Uh, Lucille Ball and Desi Arnaz formed an independent studio called Desilu Productions. When yep. Gene Roddenberry pitched her the idea for Star Trek, she greenlit the original pilot. But allegedly, she misunderstood the concept of the show and thought that Star Trek was about A, traveling USO entertainers during World War II, B, hiking with celebrities, or C, Russian cosmonauts who fall in love on a spacewalk. Uh, I'm going to guess C. Russian cosmonauts who fall in love on a spacewalk. Yeah. That is incorrect. It is actually A. It is A. Yeah. Weird, that right? Was, that was my first guess. <laughs> but then I was like, no, there has to be some space element. <laughs> That's amazing. So I want to know like that moment when they were like, um, honey, no, there's no singing. <laughs> yeah, right. I would love to know how that conversation went to, to <laughs> leave her with that misapprehension. It's a very strange And also and also to be like, You still want do you still want to produce it? <laughs> right. Yeah, right. It's actually a very different right. show from the one you agreed right? to. Right. <laughs> like how long were they into it before? before she right. was like what it's not <laughs> you're yeah. like oh no 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 we've produced everything we spent all your money <laughs> <laughs> okay this is your last clue in 2016 in lucille ball's hometown a statue of her was replaced with a different statue of her after locals protested it on facebook why a it depicted lucy as a brunette and not as a redhead b it was dubbed scary lucy for its uncanny lack of likeness to the real lucy or C, it kept tipping over due to shoddy workmanship. Uh, C. Uh, that is a fine guess. It was actually B. They didn't really nail it, and so they ended up with a kind of weird... They called it Scary Lucy? Yeah. Scary Lucy. The New York Times described the statue as a grimacing, <laughs> glaring hulk that would be unrecognizable were it not for a bottle of Vitamita Vegemin in her hand. Oh my God, that's awful. And the, the sculptor Dave Poulin said in a letter to The Hollywood Reporter that he considered the original Lucy to be by far his most unsettling sculpture. <laughs> <laughs> so he didn't even stand by it. No, he was he like, yeah, I didn't, I didn't get this one right. I did a bad job with it. And they actually left... With Lucille Ball. <laughs> right, with of Lucille Ball. Of all people, of course. And they left the scary Lucy, they left the bad one in the park. It's about 75 yards down the path from the, from the new Lucy. Wow. So you can go and compare the two. Okay. I mean, I, but talk about like, you know, we paid for that. We're going to keep it up. Yeah. yeah, but we'll just, just have the right the one. <laughs> Thank you so much for joining us, Deborah. Thank this you. This was a ball. That's our show. But before we go, let's check the Ask Me Another voicemail because more of you called in to tell us how social distancing has changed your behavior. And here's what you said. Hey, Jonathan. Hi, Ophira. Hi, this is Lauren House from Round Rock, Texas. Hi, this is Sherry Rosen, New York City. Hi, I'm Abhijit Madhukumar, and I'm calling in from Austin, Texas. Hello, my name is Susie. I am calling from Westchester. Hi, this is Jennifer King calling from Plattsburgh, New York. The most out-of-character thing I've done during the COVID quarantine craziness is wash my door handles. What I've been doing during my isolation period is uh, learning how to twerk. I made banana peel bacon today the most out of character thing that i've done is open a window in my apartment i gave a friend these gorgeous earrings to keep and i recently realized that it was a big lie i wanted them back uh, i have now learned that birds are very loud cleaning my doorknobs is oddly satisfying 
Hope everyone else is staying as safe as they possibly can. So this week, we'd love for you to call in and tell us the most shameful thing you've eaten since social distancing began. For example, I recently dipped a celery stick into chocolate icing. And I ate a bowl of ramen noodles with a melted slice of American cheese on top. <laughs> Delicious. It's actually pretty good. Give the Ask Me Another hotline a call at 848-999-4932. That's 848-999-4932. And to help you remember, that spells 8-IT-X-X-X-I-WEB. And don't forget to follow us on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram. Thank you so much for listening and for all of the lovely notes you've been sending us. I can't tell you how much that means to us. Ask Me Another's house musician is Jonathan Colton. Hey, my name anagrams to Thou Jolt a Cannon. Our puzzles were written by Camilla Franklin, Carol Lee, and senior writer Karen Lurie, with additional material by Ashley Brooke Roberts and Emily Winter. Ask Me Another is produced by Travis Larchuk, Kiara Powell, Nancy Seichow, James Barber, Ramel Wood, and our intern, Nick Garrison. Our senior supervising producer is Rachel Neal, and our bosses' bosses are Steve Nelson and Anya Grunman. We'd like to thank our production partner, WNYC, and we can't wait to get back to our home, the Bell House. Hot Heel Blues. I'm her ripe begonias. Ophira Eisenberg. And this was Ask Me Another from NPR. Next time on Ask Me Another, we're joined by podcast royalty, stand-up comedian, and host of WTF with Mark Marin. Mark Marin. He gives us a scoop on his latest Netflix special, End Times Fun, and updates us on how his cats are doing. So join me on NPR's Ask Me Another, the answer to life's funnier questions.